The New Orleans Saints show a little something in their loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars, but I'm going to tell you why I still think a change at play caller is the best next step for the New Orleans Saints. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdet Nation and Houdet family? Welcome in to another episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much, as always, to all you everydayers out there. Make a Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget, you can always subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss the latest episodes. And if you want to keep the conversation going, take part in our exclusive film studies, Q&As, breaking news, and much more, you can become a Locked on Saints insider by heading over to joinsubtext.com slash Locked on Saints today to join a community I would love for you to be a part of. And as always, I am your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on your favorite social media, your New Orleans Saints expert, credential member of the Media Saints News Network, Tuesdays in the Locked on NFL podcast, and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. New Orleans Saints drop the game here in New Orleans against the Jacksonville Jaguars. They are now three and four, and things are not looking up for this New Orleans Saints offense in particular. I'm going to give you the answers to the tougher questions that we asked tonight. We're going to take a look at why this loss is not on Foster Moreau. I also want to praise Demario Davis here in a moment. But first, I want to start off today's episode by telling you that the offense looked like it might have found something in the second half, or at least it will give you the guys of that. But I'm going to tell you why you shouldn't trust it, right? I'm just going to be outright and honest here. I think the New Orleans Saints best next move is still a change at offensive play caller. And I'm going to tell you why. If this New Orleans Saints team has to go up tempo, two minute drill in order to produce, which really just comes down to keeping the defense on the field and wearing them out while you're not making personnel changes and overcomplicating potentially the offensive attack, whatever it might be, then that's a bad sign for what this system is in its standard pace, standard tempo, and standard deployment. I still think that a change at play caller makes a ton of sense for the New Orleans Saints moving forward. You have a 10-day break here between this loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars before you go and take on the Gardner Minshew-led Indianapolis Colts. Then after that, you got the Bears, who may or may not have Justin Fields. After that, you got the Vikings, who may or may not have Justin Jefferson. There's a real opportunity here to, and bear with me while I say this, Get back on the horse. And I know that nobody wants to hear that because this team just underwent yet another heartbreaking loss. But if the Saints want to maximize their ability here, they need to try something new. I think that right now there might be a guys that you can look at and say, okay, well, the Saints found something. They figured something out because of their, you know, up-tempo sort of getting that, that play, you know, the, the, uh, all the way down. You think about the touchdown. It was three plays. On the the quick pass to Michael Thomas, you got the great pass down the right sideline to um to uh to Taysom Hill, and then you had another pass that finally got them into the end zone on the touchdown to Michael Thomas, and then you had the two point conversion that was beautifully drawn up, and you know one on the outside on the left side to Alvin Kamara, and you might look at that and go, okay, the Saints have found something, but I disagree. I don't think that the Saints found anything that's consistent enough by going up tempo that they can actually carry out over the course of a over the course of a game. And we get the question all the time, why don't teams just go up tempo 2 minute drill 
all the time and for the entire game. It's because your team can't do that, right? Everybody gets tired. Your offensive linemen get gassed. Alvin Kamara said, mentioned to us today, like if the Saints were to do that, he would be gassed. I mean, this is not, that's not a sustainable way to play football. And so if that's what you have to resort to in order to get your offense going, then something is severely lacking if you can't even get things going for the first 15 scripted plays at the beginning of the game. So I still think that a change at offensive play caller makes a ton of sense. Bring me Ronald Curry. Bring me Ronald Curry. Can't be any worse than what you're seeing from this New Orleans Saints offense so far. Now, it's not all due to play calling. We saw a lot of stuff with the execution. Derek Hart told us after the game today that there are things that happen on the football field today in terms of miscommunication, in terms of lack of execution, whatever it might be, that should never happen on a football field and that you're not going to be able to win games when that's happening. That means that the New Orleans Saints have got to get that fixed. We have seen this team now over the course of, what, seven games deal with communication issues, deal with effort issues, deal with uh, a lack of chemistry issues, deal with their inability to fine tune to one another in terms of speed, things like that. You see a lot of passes going behind receivers, things like that. These are all things that seven weeks into a season should be handled by now. And it harkens back to last year when the New Orleans Saints coaching staff was saying in, I believe it was October, no, November, December, that they needed to find more creative ways to use Alvin Kamara. What do you mean? You have to have all of this stuff in uh, in place and ready to go. And if you don't, you have to get this fixed. And we've harped on this over and over and over again. And the only thing left now is to do something different, to try something New, Because right now you're seeing the definition of insanity, the consistent issues, the same problems week in and week out and expecting a new result to happen. There is no reason to expect a new result at this time. And I want to give the Saints credit. Okay, They pulled back into this game. They were down 24 to nine. It was looking like this game was going to go exactly as everybody expected to where the Saints offense wasn't going to get rolling. They were going to score less than 20 points. and They were going to lose this game to the Jacksonville Jaguars. It looked exactly like that. And what did they do? They climbed back out. They tie up the game 24-24. That's great. But then when the defense can't keep you in the game and the defense gives up that big catch and run touchdown to Christian Kirk and look, the defense can't always be the thing to keep you in the game. You've got to be able to respond. You get all the way down to the five, the six yard line into the red zone, into within the five, within the 10, and you can't cash in late. And even the drive earlier when we saw the touchdown, the Taysom Hill run where they had Colin Saunders leading the way, which I loved, by the way, I love seeing Colin Saunders play that role. Um, when you see that, the Saints still had to get all the way down to fourth down on the one before they were able to punch it in. They consistently tried and failed from the 10 within the 10, picking up the extra first down, all of those other things. That And then getting the penalty that put the unnecessary roughness penalty that put them on the one, and they still struggled to punch the ball in. Like, don't, don't take the cheese here in terms of the fact that they scored the touchdown. Look at how hard they had to work. They had to take all their wide receivers off the field, have two running backs on the field, seven offensive linemen, and a defensive tackle lead the way for Taysom Hill in order to punch it into the red zone. Something has got to change, and it has to change three weeks ago. It's got to change yesterday. Certainly needed to change before this game, and most certainly with 10 days between now and the Indianapolis Colts game next week or next weekend needs to change before that game. So don't take the bait. Don't take the cheese. This New Orleans Saints offense is not all of a sudden better than it has looked before. Remember the caution that you had after the New England Patriots game? Have that same caution here. If the New Orleans Saints don't make big changes, more drastic changes, you can't expect this team to win more games moving forward. That's just what it's looking like right now until it proves otherwise. Alvin Kamara said after the game, he's blessed 
but he's, I'm not going to say the same word that he used, but he's very, very angry with the way that this team has performed so far. He was asked, do you feel like this New Orleans Saints team is now closer on the offensive side of the football to where you all believe that you can be? And he straight up said no. And I love that reality check from Alvin Kamara. Don't start handing out flowers because they scored 24 points in this game. And I'm not trying to diminish it, right? I'm not trying to make it feel like it's bad to root for this team or anything like that. I'm just saying this New Orleans Saints team still has a ton to prove, especially in the offensive side of the football. And when it comes down to where the shortcomings were, the shortcomings were plentiful. People are affixing a little bit too much to one play. And I'm here to tell you that it's not on Foster Moreau that this game was lost. The Saints shouldn't have been in the situation thanks to a pick six earlier on in the game that ended up adding to that Jacksonville point total. The inability to score getting into the red zone two previous times and coming up with just six points when they could have had 14. All of these things have to be taken into consideration and how they led to that one moment where that ball goes just off the fingertips of Foster Moreau that should not have been the death knell that it was. The fact of the matter is that this New Orleans Saints team should have been in much better position based on what they were given by the defense. Two takeaways in this game early should have been able to keep pace with the Jacksonville Jaguars who did get out to an early start thanks to all of their theatrics. You had the double passes, the screens, the reverses, the end arounds, all these other things. Once that playbook was worn out with the exception of getting that nice crosser to Christian Kirk under the quarters coverage, it's just a good play call against a coverage. Those are going to happen. And the Saints not being able to get those front side defenders out there to be able to make the tackles, miss two tackles. There's a lot of things to point to here to see where this game went south for the New Orleans Saints, even though for a little while, for a little while, it felt like the New Orleans Saints were going to be able to get it done. But I appreciate and respect the realness of Alvin Kamara. And of course, I appreciate and respect the courage of a Foster Moreau who had a heartbreaking night here tonight, still talked to media, still allowed you know his teammates to lift him up, everything like that. This loss is not on Foster Moreau. This loss is on the New Orleans Saints collectively from every phase of the game. Coming up next, we're going to take a look at Demario Davis, who is an absolute miracle playing in this game. And I'm going to tell you the answers to the tough questions that we asked tonight. They're not super satisfactory, but give a little bit more clarity on why my earlier claim about why the New Orleans Saints should make a play caller change, show you exactly why that, that take is right. We got that coming up for you as we continue on and wrap up this postcast edition of Locked On Saints, but a Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Saints brought to you by our friends at Jace Medical. Jace Medical has what is one of my favorite, favorite pieces of preparedness, especially living here in New Orleans. You got the threat of hurricanes all the time. You got to be ready for power outages, all this other stuff. And so the Jace case has been an absolute necessity and something I am very grateful that I added to my preparation kit to make sure that me and my people's are all taken care of inside the household. You want to make sure that everybody has what they need to take care of themselves and for you to take care of your people. So I want you to go and check out Jace Medical today. Grab yourself a Jace case, which includes five different antibiotics to help you fight a ton of different bacterial infections and even life-threatening infections as well. Go to jacemedical.com. Use the promo code Locked On to get $20 off of your order. That's promo code Locked On at J-A-S-E Medical. Dot com. Today's episode of Locked on Saints also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the easiest and most fun way to play daily fantasy sports. It's not you versus a whole bunch of mystery lineups. It's not you fighting for a slice of a super large pie and you just kind of have to believe what they tell you. It's you and your football knowledge versus the house or your MLB knowledge, NBA knowledge, women's basketball knowledge, whatever it is that you like. 
they have you covered over there. I think they even have golf as well that you can get in on. So there's a ton of good stuff for you to go and check out. You just pick two to six players, choose whether or not they're going to come in at more or less than their prize picks projections. You get those right. You can win up to 25 times your entry back. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use promo code in all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Once again, that is uh, prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L for a first deposit match up to $100. Let's get it. Here that Asian wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints with a look at, I want to start off with Demario Davis here. Demario Davis told us after the game today, that he was effectively with the knee injury. He, he was questionable going into this game, was going to be a game-time decision, and uh, ended up playing in this game. And some by some miracle of a, of a chance, he ended up playing in this game. So I, I want to tell you a little bit more about that, just as a, a moment of levity before I get into more about what's wrong with this team right now. Because I think that we all deserve to have a little bit of a moment of levity, including yourself, of course. I appreciate everybody for being here live, catching the show later. Uh, Lester, Christy... Uh, Jerry, Henry, 777, Pammy, Joy, I see y'all. I appreciate you very much for being here. My boy, my boy, who that confessional, my guy, Rev Deuce Wyndham in the building with the greatest film studies you're going to find on the New Orleans Saints over at Who That Confessional. Make sure you go and show my man some love. Look, I want to talk about Demario Davis here, okay? Just, just for a second. Like, let's have a little bit of levity here. Um, Demario Davis told us after the game today that he was given a 0% chance medically a 0% chance last week after he sustained a knee and in- sustained it <laughs> sustained a knee injury sustained a knee injury 0% chance is what he was given medically to play in this game today did not practice remember it was a, a sunday game did not practice on monday did not practice on tuesday did not practice yesterday on wednesday although we did see him at practice on wednesday um and then he got the new orleans saints to agree to let him test out his knee before this game and said that he felt no pain, said he felt nothing, and was able to play, I believe, every defensive snap of this matchup. Kept Jalen Smith, who was elevated for this game, off the field. Um, And I just want to talk about why that's important. As much as the New Orleans Saints are struggling right now, and they are struggling, what you're seeing from a Demario Davis, what you're seeing from an Alvin Kamara who's going out there being accountable, holding his teammates accountable, all that, what you're seeing from a Tyron Matthew, what you're seeing from a Paulson Adebo who got one of maybe one of the, well, I don't want to call it one of the worst defensive pass interference penalties because we all know, we all know what that actually harkens to, but a, a terrible defensive pass interference penalty where he like literally put his hands up, tried not to make contact with anybody. The ball sailed like three feet over anybody's head and yet was still flagged for, for, um, for pass interference and then came and made this big play down the right sideline, knocking the ball away later on in that same drive. When you see those things, when you see Derek Carr who got um, I'm trying to remember how Dennis Allen said it. He got hit in an area um, and ended up still continuing to play. When you see these guys fighting through and doing what it is that they do and making them, getting out there on the field, watching Andrews Pete play left tackle for the first time since like 2018, watching Cam Irving jump in and, and start at right tackle. This is one of the reasons why, or those are amongst the reasons why I say that effort has been an issue in some cases for the New Orleans Saints, but it is not a pervasive issue across the roster. And where effort is an issue is usually tied to a little bit of impatience with the system. So this backs up my claim that I do believe that the New Orleans Saints would be better off with an offensive coordinator change and see, or not an offensive coordinator change, sorry, but a play caller change and seeing if that somehow gives them, you know, the, the little bit of an uplift 
that they need. So shout out to to those guys for fighting through. Massive shout out to Demario Davis for going from a 0% chance of playing this weekend to being out on this field and honestly playing extremely well in this game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, now I want to get to some of the tough, the tough, tough effort is definitely has been an issue with Chris Olave. No doubt. It, it has happened. It is chronicled. It is clear as in easy to see, but I'm not going to harp on it because I think that a lot of it has to do with a lack of faith in what this team is doing right now and who this team is. And I think that usually when you see effort issues, that it's indicative of a larger problem. It's not just that player doesn't want to play football. That's not what it is. It's usually indicative of something larger. And so that's what I'm looking at. And one of the reasons why I think that maybe a change in play caller and a change in the rhythm of what this offense is or lack of rhythm that this offense is can maybe help to to kind of mitigate some of those concerns. And then if not, you got to deal with it in a young guy while he's young. So get it out of the way now. Okay. I want to give you some of the answers to the tougher questions that we asked today because we did ask the questions today. We get a lot of stuff about how we don't ask the questions. The fact of the matter is that we ask questions, we just don't ask them the way that maybe fans want us to ask them and things like that. But we did ask the questions today and there were a couple that I asked that I wanted to bring bring back to you. So I asked specifically about what goes into the decision to utilize or not utilize Jimmy Graham in the red zone, which is a little bit of revisionist history, right? We see it not work. And then we assume that if they had done it, it might've worked. Fact of the matter is that if they did it, it might not have worked anyway. So I understand the dichotomy of that question, but I wanted to ask it because we have seen this New Orleans Saints team so many times running within their red zone, failing within their red zone and not using the six foot seven red zone threat that they have on this roster and that they brought back. You can't just re-sign Jimmy Graham for nostalgia's sake. You re-sign Jimmy Graham, you bring him back and you bring him back to the city of New Orleans to do the thing that you know that he can do, which is catch passes. And right now he's not being asked to catch passes. Right now he's being asked to block. And that has never been Jimmy Graham's strength, although he's a much better blocker now than he was the first time that he was here in New Orleans, but he's also still six foot seven. So utilize the guy where it makes sense. So I asked Dennis Allen about it. And one of the things that he mentioned was basically that they have a plan going into each game when it comes to the red zone and what they operated in the red zone was their plan, which means that Jimmy Graham has not been a plan, a part of the plan in the red zone, and that needs to change. That's one of the reasons why I say change the play caller, because this is not working. Something else different has to happen here. Okay, so there's that one. Um, I asked Derek Carr about the downfield shots on third and short because we saw, I think, another two of those. One of the things that he mentioned there was that it goes into a lot of studying in terms of what defenses tend to give on those third and short opportunities and in reacting to that based upon what they do. Sometimes some of these corners on the outside will sit and then therefore you they give you that deep shot. So he wants to take those deep shots. Um, he took them. They didn't work. They didn't work. Uh, and then you saw a bunch of fade routes to the end zone. Those didn't work either. And these are all called things. This is not just Derek Carr going out there and saying, okay, you're running a go and I'm going to hit you. Like that's not the way the football works. And so when you look at some of the effort stuff with Chris Olave being asked to run routes that he's maybe a little bit less comfortable running or being asked to deploy himself in a way that is not the way that he wants to be deployed. Those are conversations that need to be had as well as of course, these other situations where you're taking these deep shots on third and, and manageable instead of just taking the manageable ones. So I did ask that question, got a you know pretty good answer. I, I appreciated Derek Carr's answer from it because he kind of broke down what it is that goes into that decision-making. Still don't agree with the decisions, but hey, look, if that's what the play call is and if that's what's being given to you and that's the option that you have and that you have to take, then something has to change about that play call, not necessarily about the decision. Finally, the last thing that I'm gonna, I'm gonna mention here uh, was... We asked a bunch of questions about the the effort issues 
uh, for players. And one of the things that Dennis Allen mentioned was that it's noticeable. And Derek Carr mentioned that it's noticeable and that those are all things that have to get fixed. Maybe I'm out of turn when I say this, but for me, if there are consistent effort issues week over week, this is eventually going to become something you have to point to coaching and say, what's going on here? So over the course of these next 10 days, going into this game up against the Indianapolis Colts, there should be no more effort concerns. There should be no more these players are not on the same page and not understanding what they're being asked to do on a particular play call. Derek Carr expects this route, player runs this route, or a player runs one route, Derek Carr expects a different route. However it goes, those things need to be cleaned up because at the very, very least, you can be bad on offense, but at least run your offense. Right now we're watching the New Orleans Saints be inconsistent on offense and not able to consistently run their offense at the same time. It's one thing to not be able to execute. It's another thing to not be able to run the play. And that's what we're seeing too often for this New Orleans Saints team. And again, to me, this is one of those things that comes down to the play calling, the play design, and all the things, but also the execution of the players on the field. But if you want to get everybody to buy in, winning certainly helps. And the New Orleans Saints did not do themselves any favors when it comes to doing that. So for me, if the New Orleans Saints want to see things change, they need to make changes, not just wait for it to change, not just do the same thing and expect a different result. There are changes that need to be made. And I think the New Orleans Saints should seriously be looking at that and conversing and, and having those conversations over the course of the next 10 days. If not, buckle up because you're going to see a whole bunch of the same thing that you've seen for the rest of the season, for the rest of the year. And there is no world in which that should be acceptable for an NFL club. I appreciate you very much for being here for another episode of Locked on Saints. Make sure you come back tomorrow, Friday. We're going to have a whole new episode going a little bit deeper into what we saw, what we didn't see, and what still needs to be seen from this New Orleans Saints team. This ain't it. We're not done here this week at all. Uh, so got much more coming up for you tomorrow morning. Just wanted to make sure I got you this quick postcast to get you all set up. Uh, let me check to see if there is anything else. I heard the O-line was much better. Is that correct? I think the O-line performed very well for a team that had two, two tackles that haven't played tackle in this system for a very long time or at all in Cam Irving's uh, situation. And so I, I think that the offensive line actually played well for what it was. New Orleans Saints offense still struggle to take advantage of that. Okay, I will see y'all tomorrow. I appreciate you very much for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day. Every day, want to give a very special shout out to an everydayer, Erica, who has been checking out the show every single day. Got to talk to my homie today. Let me know about you. I appreciate you very much for all the support. And I appreciate everybody who is here for coming through and checking out the show as well. I'm going to do WWL TV tomorrow morning around 7.15 a.m. If you're up, Channel 4, it'll be live. And then right after that, I'm going back home, doing another episode for you to get you all caught up on everything you need to know before I assume we go back to the facility to get more questions in. So we got all that coming up for you. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day, part of your routine for saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, please say hi. And if you need anything else around you, your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on your favorite social media at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. And trust you, that nation. I'll holla at you.